Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today for Wednesday, March 27th, 2019. This is episode 434, and it's our 8th annual MLB Prediction Show. Eight years running. I'm Zach Wilt, joined by Patrick Guthrie and Jabby Burns. Jabby Burns and Patrick Guthrie, how are you guys? Jabby, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, do- I'm doing great. I'm just I'm so great rusty he says that. Two well, it's just great because I'm so – it was like riding a bike when Zach started doing the, the, the intro there, Patrick. And, you know, we haven't done uh, – I mean, like I said on Twitter, put the paddles to the pod, and that's kind of what we're doing today. And there's not a better show, Patrick – than the MLB. You've said for years, we've done what, 402,000, however many we've done, not only on Baltimore Sports Today, but just in general since I've been with you. And I, I was thinking about actually, you know, surprising you and, and somehow getting my boy Lundy in here in the mix because he oh, was man. the one that really started this whole thing. If you want to go back real deep. So, Matt Lund, hopefully, if you're listening, and you're probably not, but um, it, we'd love, we'd love, a, we'd love having him on there. But this is the best show of the year. And this actually got me really fired up for the baseball season coming up. This is fun. This is like, this is, once you get into baseball season, there's all the po- like the positives and negatives. Like if your team's doing well, you're worried if it's going to c- continue going. And if they're doing bad, then I guess it's all just negatives is kind of what I was going for, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's before the season starts. So really with everybody, you can kind of at least kind of like take a positive tint with each team and... You can make wild, ridiculous arguments that never turn out to be right, which we're going to hear very soon from the last couple of years. But I've, obviously, I've said a million times and just echoing jab sentiments, this is this is the best show to do, period. It is my favorite. And it is, it is first of all, it's great to, to, to sit here and talk with both of you guys. We were having fun reading Anna Benson's uh, Wikipedia page before we got started, which was, <laughs> which was a blast. Um, <laughs> it's fun to look ahead to the season, to look at projections, to look back at what we said last year. I, I really do enjoy it. I can't believe it is the eighth. I had to like double check that to make sure. But yes, this is the eighth time, the eighth time that we've done this show. So, um, that's, that's pretty amazing and pretty awesome. Uh, so if it is your first time tuning into this show, what we do is we look ahead to the 2019 MLB season. Uh, we're going to tell you our, our predictions for awards, uh, AL and NL Rookie of the Year, AL and NL Cy Young, MVP. Then we'll do division winners in each of the uh, each of baseball's divisions. We'll tell you which of the two wild cards are going to make the playoffs. And we'll give you a World Series matchup and a winner. Um, along the way, we usually throw in some bold predictions because as we're talking about it, we, uh, we, we get bold and come up with some crazy and wacky things. Um, but before we do any of that, guys, what we have to do is hop back into the time machine and take a look at uh, some of our favorite predictions from the 2018 show, which was exactly one year ago. Jonathan Scope will sign a long-term deal with the Orioles, um, I'm going to say, in the middle of the summer. My second wild card, you know, not a surprise, is, is the Baltimore Orioles. I'm very optimistic about the Orioles. I think that the Cobb signing, for the same reason that Jab mentioned, uh, is, is what's going to solidify them. I do feel good about the Mets, guys. I think the Mets are going to make the wild card. <laughs> yeah, feel good about that. Um, I love it. Again, you get 60 starts out of DeGrom and Syndergaard, and I think this is a wild card team just because they're going to win the majority of those games. I, I don't need Matt Harvey to be the Dark Knight anymore. Nobody does. Matt Harvey needs to be a 3 Five to three six ERA pitcher 
and be the third or fourth best pitcher on the staff. And I think he can do that. So as you can tell from our predictions from last year and in years past, Jabby Burns, maybe we're not the, uh, the, the experts on predicting what's going to happen in the, the upcoming baseball season. So you're telling me Scope's not with the Orioles. Scope is not, and and he didn't get that big deal that you were, no. you were hoping that he was going to get from anybody. Was, no, he didn't get it from anybody, and what a bad deal for him to actually end up where he did with the Brewers. And I'm not saying it was a bad spot. I, I was interested at the time when they made the deal because wasn't that really close to the deadline, Patrick? I feel like that was like one of those late deals where everybody said, oh, oh Scope's staying, really, Scope's yeah. staying, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's with them. And I went and drank another uh, Tony Gwynn beer when I was out in San Diego listening to it. I was just like, unbelievable. I can't believe they got rid of him. But, um, no, that didn't happen. And last time I checked, I have to do so. – I'm not big on math, as you know. Both of you guys know as Towson alum that I am, the Harvard of the Mid-Atlantic. But I don't think the Orioles – Got to the wild card. <laughs> oh my god! The Orioles did not get to the wild card last year. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just making sure. I'm just, no, I, I not so much. Not mm. so much. And it didn't work out for either of us. And the 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 worst thing, I guess, for me in this situation is, for about a month, it looked like I was conservative with my pick. Things <laughs> did real good for me. It did. And that started 11 and one last year. Yeah. And I'm like, man, why did I? Pick the wild card i should have picked the division i should have picked the world series no it didn't work out <laughs> no we we both went with a hometown bias mine was uh, a little more extreme with the orioles uh the way that they finished than the yours was um and and yeah it did not work out so well for us but that's not going to stop us from making predictions this year guys why would why would that ever stop us seven years running we've made bad predictions uh but we're here once again to, to tell you exactly how it's going to unfold. Um, before we do jump into exactly what's going to happen, uh, Jabby Burns, I, we haven't talked, uh, you know, well, you and I have talked. Actually, we just yes. caught a, a spring training game at Edsmith Stadium, but yep. we haven't talked, uh, you know, with however many, the, the one of nines in a long time, about what's going to happen in, in Baltimore this year, what's going to happen uh, with our Orioles, because a lot has changed since the last time we did a pod. So, as you look ahead, uh, how are you feeling entering a, a baseball season? Typically, I'm, you know, I, I love seeing the standings at at zero zero, and there's that there's that feeling of of optimism that everybody's you know starting in, in first place, you know, and um, obviously things are a little bit different this go around. Well, first of all, let's let's give a little shout out to uh, the former manager who put the Orioles in the position that they're in now, and, and I mean that in a in a good way because they have all the fans that have come back. The reason why that Camden Yards will be still sold out on opening day and maybe um, not sold out the rest of the year, but it just just the, the enthusiasm for baseball. I want to give some shout out to to Buck Showalter and and actually Dan Duquette as well, who who did a great job putting this thing together. And um, I just had some of my greatest years as an Orioles fan, honestly, from 2012 to you know la- even going up to last year, because. You know what? It wasn't terrible. Let's put it this way. It was terrible watching the guys go away, but it was kind of great to kind of see how it got. You know, they did a nice job for Jones, and and I felt like they gave a nice send-up for for Buck as as it was going away. And nobody, by the way, it wasn't like Jones was retiring. It wasn't like Jones was for sure leaving, but you just had that clue that was going to happen. And and then Buck in the same situation, and and Dan as well. But 
So uh, to get to the past, you know, thank you. I, I would give thank yous to them. I, I can't tell you how much I was just so happy that they were able to kind of, again, put the paddles to to to, a, to a, just a great franchise and a great fan base. Going forward now, I was actually kind of really excited. I felt like, Patrick, tell me if I'm wrong, I felt like it was almost like Zach took over the team. We're talking <laughs> analytics. We're talking opt-outs. We're talking all the things that Zach's been talking about since 2012. But now the Orioles have decided to tell people we're doing this now. Guess what we're doing? We're going overseas to get guys. Whoa, that's a weird concept. You know what I mean? Like It's like all of a sudden the Orioles are now letting everybody know what most of us really knew. They weren't doing anything from a minor league perspective, weren't doing anything analytically. And, hello, we're actually going to work on the draft too, Patrick. This is something that I'm more excited about than anything else, I guess. Well, it's the path. Like, obviously, this year – Obviously, it could be rough. I mean, it's there's there's really no hiding that. But you're right. It's it's they want to they're getting on the right path, like you said, in terms of in terms of going overseas. And I can, I mean I can tell you as a guy who's been a Mets fan forever, like we've gotten so many different prospects from the Dominican, from Puerto Rico, and it's just like that's there's such a vast pool of talent over there that some teams just completely ignore. And for a while, that was something that the Orioles did. And it seems like they're kind of moving in that direction. And like you said, I mean, at this point, if you're rebuilding, the best way to do it is through cheap talent and focusing more on the draft and focusing more on international free agents is definitely the way to do that. 100%. Yeah, it definitely is. And this is, uh, first of all, Jeb, I'm glad you mentioned, um, you know, giving shout outs to fucking Dan because uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that area era in Orioles baseball and it was fun and we had many great conversations and spent oh. many nights enjoying uh, enjoying <laughs> the baseball season and I, I, I don't regret it at all. I'm, I'm glad the direction that the Orioles are headed in now. Uh, but I have no ill will towards you know the the last few years of Orioles baseball. Quite the opposite. It was you know the probably the the best Orioles baseball in my lifetime. Um, so I, I very much appreciate what both of those guys did and uh, and and love those teams and remember them fondly. Uh, with that said, this is you know kind of the direction that I think that uh, that the organization needs to head in. Obviously. Um, but that doesn't mean that this year is going to be particularly fun to watch at the major league level. Um, I think that it's going to be a, a challenge to watch uh, this team day in and day out. I think that you know last year was rough, and this year is going to be equally as rough at the major league level. Um, we're going to see some crazy things, as as kind of evidenced by the uh, <laughs> the opening day starter, and then the number two opener i don't want to say starter uh opener that that we're going to see later in the week and they're going to do some wild things and you've got a new manager who's going to be learning and a front office full of new people and i'm excited for the draft too but it's it's going to be a long process i think the weirdest thing for me right now is that of course i'm going to follow this team and of course i'm going to watch um you know night in and night out Uh, it's strange for me to tune into the orioles and not like have that guy that I'm rooting for, you know, or like that guy that I'm excited to see. Because as I look at this roster, as I look at who's on the 25 man, who's even going to be the guy that you attach yourself to and think like, hey, when this team is good again, I remember watching this guy during the dark year. Like, is there even that guy on the Orioles roster? There are kids. I mean, there are kids that are close. And I think obviously the guy is using Diaz and, you hope that eventually, I mean, there were, 
I saw Orioles Twitter, Orioles Twitter a little bit in spring training saying, like, why doesn't he break camp with the Orioles? Why don't yeah. we start with him up in the majors? Oh. Which is a little much, but Dan Clark is terrible. Go ahead. <laughs> definitely talented. Like he's yeah. There's something there. Like, I mean, it, I mean, on the 25 man roster, though, no, I'm, oh, I, I agree mean, with you on again, Diaz. I mean, like, I agree. Uh, of Not this right group, now. looking at the 25 man <laughs> roster, they want it to be Mullins. That's what they were. They were pushing Mullins all at the end of last yeah. year. He just yeah. doesn't do enough. I mean, first of all, he's replacing a legend who is not going to get a statue. I love Adam Jones more than anybody in the world, but he's not getting a statue out in left center. I'm sorry. He, he's great, but he's not a Hall of Famer, right? He did right. a lot for Baltimore, but that's what they're, they're kind of pushing. The problem to, for me, guys, in this whole deal, and not to go negative, but the fact that 19 continues to show up late to camp every day, leave early, and not show any leadership whatsoever. And again, you guys know I don't care about money. I don't give a crap what he's making. But he's one of the guys on this team that is a vet and would just kind of like show the guys. Maybe I don't want Chris Davis telling young guys how to how to practice, how, how to you know be a big leaguer at this point. I think that's the person I'm the most disappointed. I don't give a crap what he does. Is that he is who he is. If if Elias could cut him tomorrow, I think he'd do it in ten seconds. I, I think he he was showing something in spring training when he told you know the media the 10 days before the start of the season, there's only one guy that's made this team and that's Alex Cobb. Cause he's our opening starter. Oh, sorry. His growing hurt, but still <laughs> he was supposedly the opening day starter, right. right? He made a point. Zach and I talked about at Ed Smith, the guys on the, when you had your names on the back when we were down at the game, uh, Patrick, he didn't yeah. put, unless you played in the bigs at some point, your name wasn't on the back of your Jersey. I mean, it's a full blown rebuild from the bottom. That is a triple a team legitimately a triple a team with bad prospects that's what that yeah. that's really what it is yeah and, I mean, and that's yeah. where they are and you and you have to hit rock bottom zach has been saying this for 2012 and i hate to go to just prop zach up but i haven't <laughs> seen the guy forever but he's been saying just have a plan just i don't care what the plan is we just just give us a reason for it and i think right now zach would you be okay with the plan that they have, regardless of how long it takes, at least you're going to see some things. You're not going to see it now. You got your Mount Castles, you got your Diaz, you know, if, if you want to say Mullins and some of Hayes and stuff like that. But in general, it's got to be built through the draft. It, it's yeah. just going to have to be. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm totally cool with the plan. Like I'm, I'm on board. Um, I know that last year was rough and this year is going to be on the same level. Um, next year will probably be on the same level. Like I, I got it. I'm there. I'm with you. I believe in it. Last year was more painful, Zach. Sorry to interrupt. I'm just going to say, but last year was more painful because of the guys and the way that it, like the season just went so south, right? Yeah. Like we didn't. I mean, at some point we realized that they're not going to the playoffs, but just how really, really bad yeah. it got. And you're rooting for guys. And again, I have a personal interest with some of the guys. You know, in the manager side, we had an interest with Jones, obviously Machado. We were going back and forth how we feel of the way he is off the field. Just, just in general about Manny. I think he's great in San Diego, by the way. I think that's a great spot for him. But anyway, uh, I, I just feel like we are losing these guys that we were attached to as Oriole fans. And then this year is going to be brutal just because it's literally like the Calvert team I'm coaching now. Like I've just got a bunch of young sixth graders, right? This is like – the Orioles are legitimately, Patrick, have to be the worst – 26-man roster in baseball if you just go top to bottom. I'm not going to say they're going to lose the, the least amount of games. And they, they probably should. And in Vegas, I think they are. the. But I still think that in general, they have the least amount of major league talent at the 26-man roster. You'd be right. I'd agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the again, Tigers can lose more games. You know what I mean? Like there's teams out there that are bad. And if things go bad, they go bad. But we just don't have the prospect you're going to bring up that's going to incite that spark. 
I really do think Diaz has a shot. And he's the one guy. He's the he's the one guy. I'm not I'm not totally sold on Mount Castle. I'm I'm sure you guys aren't totally sold either, but Diaz, especially, I mean, he had a he had a good spring training. The tools are there. I think it's just a matter of like how good the hit tool is. Like the kid is clearly an athlete. Um, and it's just a matter of whether you can develop that hitting. Like if he if he can if he can hit, he can clearly field, he can clearly run. And that's something if if he gets brought up, let's say he gets brought up in May, the silver lining to this team probably going through a tough year this year is they are not going to send him down. Like they're 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 going to let him work through it. There's no reason not to. Like once you bring him up, like right. it's not it's not like this team is making a run of the division. They can afford to give guys like Mullins, like hopefully eventually Diaz, like I whoever else a chance to go through growing pains. Yeah. And figure things out at the major league level because they're not trying. They're not trying to win the division. They're trying to figure out what they have. So at least you'll be able to see that this year. Yeah, and none and, of these. And that guys, would be a reason to tune in every night too. I mean, that that yeah. would be something to to check out and see to watch that development at the major league level. Yeah, none of NASA. these guys. And no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and none of these guys, like like you said, none of these guys are like Tatis or you know one of the guys for Cy Young that we're talking about, not Habaldo. Um, you know what I mean? Like our, uh, rookie of the year we're going to get to, but you know what I mean? Like these aren't guys that you're like, Oh God, we got to keep these guys in the minors because no, you want to see if these guys can play. Like this isn't one of these situations where you hold them back. You have to bring these guys up your Mount castles. Um, you know, all these guys that you really, really think could, could play, but these are also guys remember that Dan drafted. So how much Elias has shown that he's not down with guys. He, he wants a full blown tear it down. He's going to, pick and choose from some of the guys but in the end this this is gonna, this draft coming up here i think the first pick overall is going to be huge for the orioles going forward i'm not sure exactly who it'll be i would take bobby witt jr but whatever the catcher from oregon state's fantastic too but they have the first pick in the draft but remember they have the first pick every round so you really have to go out and make this draft huge and um i don't know i, I just think that this is something that they're going to have to build and it's going to be fun to watch that. That's why I'm saying it's more of like, God, I get to watch a team build. We're not the Astros by any stretch of the imagination, but that's kind of the plan. Right. Well, and that's the other uh, hard part about this season for me, too, is that, uh, yes, I am most excited about the draft. And as I look at the projections and the Orioles you know, projected to have a 100-loss season, part of me is like, finish last like let's get let's get another number one pick you know like if this is the strategy uh, of course I want to see my team do well um but at the same time them doing well is them picking first as much as they possibly can so uh you know you'd you'd rather have them uh finish a few games below the Tigers and Marlins than you know have a couple exciting games that make them the second or third pick yeah. Embrace the tank, as the Knicks would say. <laughs> Embrace the tank. It's weird. Oh, Zion's coming, baby. That's my only Knicks comment. <laughs> I know I was I was doing that for you, and I'm not even going to get into the Terps because I know that that was tough. But um, it was dark. Yeah, let's yeah. move on. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the rest of uh, the MLB season. We start with Rookie of the Year, which is the one Ooh. I always know the least about. I feel like Patrick knows the most about. So we're going to give him the first uh, pick in our awards predictions with the American League Rookie of the Year. Who do you got, Patrick? Okay, Jeb, I'm sorry, speaking previously, that I believe we have the same pick here. Uh, And, Zach, I think you have the obvious pick, which we'll get to. There's this, basically, this is a, 
this is a very talented rookie class. In both in both the American League and the National League, there's some guys that could really not only make an impact as rookies, but really be the best player on their team. I mean, especially when you're looking at the American League. Um, the guy I'm going with is Eloy Jimenez, and it's not out of kind of disrespect to the talent that Vlad Jr. has because he has a ton, and those are the two top guys. Um, I think, A, Eloy, since he signed his contract, is going to start the year at the major league level, and Vlad is kind of dealing with an oblique, I believe, oblique or side injury, so he's at least probably being pushed to the end of April, I would imagine. Um, but my main reason is I work with a former Orioles great, Jim Tomey, who is now, who is <laughs> now an advisor for the White Sox. So I saw him right before he went to White Sox camp. And I asked him, I said, like, is Eloy Jimenez the real deal? And he looked at me like, like he had seen Bigfoot. He's just <laughs> like, this guy is so good. Like, I, he's like, I cannot explain to you how talented this kid is. So I think Vlad Jr. is a generational type hitting prospect. And he kind of casts uh, he casts a shadow over all the other rookies just because, A, the name, and B, like, that hit tool is for real. But I don't think Eloy Jimenez is as far behind him as a lot of casual fans might think. Eloy Jimenez is right there. Eloy Jimenez is a really, really good hitter crushed AAA last year. Not only that, and I think the most impressive part about him, and then I'll be done with this, is that he walked a ton and he doesn't strike out a lot. For a guy with literal light tower power, he hit he hit a light like a light fixture in left field during a home run derby in the minor leagues. Look it up. It's on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> Eloy Jimenez is my guy. Uh, what Patrick said. Uh, <laughs> basically, and I have to tell you this, I wouldn't know if Jimenez was sitting next to me right now, but I do know that, like Patrick said, he, this guy's been talked about. And my whole thing is, you know, the, the arbitration stuff's been out of the way. The White Sox are doing it the right way. By the way, the arbitration thing's got, I mean, that's another dumb thing that Zach's been talking about for years, too. If a guy's good enough, he's going to be on your team. Don't worry about being a squeaker and holding him out for a month, by <laughs> the way. Um, no, I, I'm with you. And you know what? I'm excited. That's another guy. That's why I do like the rookie of the year guys that are coming up and some of these first year guys that are, that are you know, the Yurakunas and some of these other guys, just to see these guys play. That's why you're, you're infusing some young talent in baseball in this quote unquote slow game that baseball continues to try to speed up. Sorry, old man on the chair again. Sorry. <laughs> no, I get that. I know that it frustrates the young players too. And we have mm. talked about that forever. Um, in Vlad's case, he was going to start, you know, him being banged up with the injury. He was going to, he was going to start somewhere else anyway. So I think it kind of worked out for uh, for the Blue Jays. Not that they ever want to see their top prospect go down with an injury to start the season, but they're like, oh, well, it looks like we can't take heat for this decision now. Um, so we probably won't see him till May, but I'm excited to see this guy, the guy that we heard so much about throughout the spring. Uh, obviously got good genes, which I'm, I'm pumped to see, uh, you know, return to the big leagues. Vlad was such a fun player to watch, so to see Junior out there should be Super exciting, too, even though he is a Blue Jay, Jabby Burns. Uh, That's so okay. I'm over that because Buck could be there in a year, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I took the obvious pick. I took Vlad Jr. Uh, hopefully we do get to see him in May. I took a guy right down the road from you, Jabby Burns, though, in oh, the National yeah. League. You're a big Nats guy you are. Took Victor Robles. Uh, am I saying that right? Robles. 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 Victor Robles 
who we saw 59 ABs last year, just 21 years By the way, can old. the Nationals get more young talent? I mean, is it just, can they get more, get more lucky, or is Rizzo just that brilliant? Uh, um, sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's they, just crazy. Strasburg and talent. Harper and Soto and, I don't know, it's just the Orioles never get these guys. Go ahead. Yeah, well, they'll have a couple number one picks, so they'll have their <laughs> chance. Um, Obviously, I was excited to see how he hit last year, 288, 348, 525 slash line, uh, a couple home runs. What I'm really excited about is to see the stolen bases. That's like an area of baseball that, um, that is often overlooked. Uh, I'm hoping to see you know, him, him up in the, the mid to high 20s in stolen bases, which I think will be a lot of fun. Um, so he, he's maybe also the obvious pick for National League. But like I said, this is my weakest part, you guys, so I'm allowed to have obvious cake picks. No, it's a good one, too. And Robles is really, really good. And I know pe- people love Soto, and I think Soto's just going to be fantastic, too. I I saw your boys at MLB Network talking about, uh, I think it was Soto, Soto against Acuna. Who do you like better? That kind of deal. But, I mean, you're not going to go wrong either way. I'm going off the uh, the radar here real quick, uh, Zach, um, because I know what our guy is going to go I think I know where you're going, and I'm excited about it. I'm going to go with a pitcher. Yeah, I'm I think go I with Zach, know where you're going. Zach's favorite team. St. Louis Cardinals, Dakota Hudson. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just really, really like this kid. He's going to be in a rotation that is kind of, you know, they're okay. They got some guys at the front end, but no, like, main guys. So he's going to have a chance to pitch. I think he's going to rack up wins, which sometimes in um, unless somebody completely blows somebody away, you can kind of sneak your way into it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is a guy in Houston or in St. Louis where the ball kind of doesn't travel. You're not going to get killed there. They got a pretty good defense. I, I just really like this kid, and I, I really think that he could add some things to to St. Louis. And um, I don't know. I'm just kind of going off the radar. My other one is going to be my other thought was going to go with Patrick again, but I'm going to leave this 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 one for you, Patrick. I am shocked, Jeb. That is not that is not where I saw that going, and I'll tell you why. You're from San Diego. Oh, I love I love my guy. He just made it. I figured Paddock. you were going Chris Paddock. Now nah, he's going to be fun to watch, but he just made. I don't think he's going to make enough starts. Okay, I mean he's starting on Sunday. He's starting on Sunday, he's so he's the fifth on starter. Sunday. He made the team. No, I saw he made the team. Hosmer told him a Green went out. Yeah, there. it's awesome. By the way, awesome video. If you haven't seen it, oh, I saw it. It's really really cool. And Paddock's a great. I mean. I, He's going to be fun to watch. I just don't know if he's going to get enough shine. I think St. Louis is going to be hanging around a little bit more than the pods will. That's probably right. Uh, Zach, you had the right division. And as usual, <laughs> with any other team in the NL East, had the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> the right pick for National League Rookie of the Year, after I deleted my first pick because it would completely contradict what I said about the American League Rookie of the Year, <laughs> is Pete Alonso for the New York Mets. Uh, I am hoping... And all indications are pointing to the fact if if they send this kid down after uh, like after they've let him give interview after interview about like I think I'm gonna cry if I make the team it's like the it'd be the biggest moment of my life I've been waiting for it forever they've been very kind of leaning towards bringing him up if they send this kid down after all that it'd be cruel but <laughs> obviously like we said with the service time whatever uh, this kid has tons of power. Now, the question is, he hit, I think I believe he hit like 280-something uh, at double-A, triple-A combined last year, which was great. Um, it's a matter of whether he could translate that over to the major league level. I'm not expecting anything more than I'd be thrilled with 250 because he sa- he's also said in interviews 
essentially like I swing hard in case I hit it. <laughs> not like the, not the exact quote, but that is his philosophy. Like he's swinging and he's taking big cuts and he takes big cuts because he can hit the ball 450, 460, 470. He has tons of power. I think even if he hits 240, 250, 30 home runs, 35 home runs is not out of the question. He, I mean, he can run into – he's like what you guys saw when Chris, when Chris Davis was good. When Chris <laughs> Davis was good and he could just tap something opposite field and hit it out about 390, that's the kind of power Pete Alonso is working with. So in order for my team to be good, I need Pete Alonso to be good. So <laughs> Pete Alonso is my rookie of the year. Well, I hope it lasts a little bit longer than it did for Chris Davis. Me too, man. <laughs> uh, all right, I like it. Who's, I like who's it. Chris Davis? <laughs> oh, he plays in Oakland. Oh, that guy, he's money. That's right. It's two forty-seven every year. He's on, he's on my fantasy team. Your dad talked me into to get into Zach. By the way, bullied me into. G I saw it. Well, that's, that's what did. got you excited about baseball. So I'm glad it, it happened. did get me very excited. I have to say, <laughs> my team's terrible. Uh, <laughs> per usual. What about Cy Young, Patrick? AL Cy Young. Who do you got? We're gonna get weird here, guys. <laughs> I like getting weird. I, uh, Baseball's weird. Anybody that I work with will tell you that I have been on board this guy's hype train pretty much all uh, all preseason, all spring training. And I am, I mean, I, I believe he's the best pitcher in the Indians rotation. It is not Trevor Bauer. It is not Corey Kluber this year. I, I think like it's Mike this. Clevenger. Nice. I think Mike Clevenger is the best pitcher in the Indians rotation. And I think he can win the Cy Young. I haven't gotten to that point before today, but now I'm making that leap. So he pitched 200 innings last year, which again, like it's in this in this age of pitcher, it's so rare to see a guy throw that many innings and throw them effectively. A 3.02 ERA, I believe he had more than a strikeout per inning. He's got some great stuff. Um, I think, like I said, I think he is the best pitcher in that rotation. I think Bauer's got great stuff, but we've seen. In the past, some durability concerns with Bauer, some uh, his fingernail or whatever, yeah. some blisters or stuff like that. He's got a weird motion. I think Kluber has been phenomenal the past couple of years. I do worry about the fact that he's getting a little up there in years and that his his slider is still one of the best pitches in baseball, but his fastball has kind of been trending backwards the last couple of years. So I think Clevenger sitting in that number three or four spot behind Carrasco even possibly – I think Clevenger has the best year of anybody on that staff, and I think he wins the Cy Young. Can I only get that analysis that here on the MLB Prediction Show. That, that's why we <laughs> love this show so very much. So thank you for that, Patrick. Thank oh, you. I do, I do love that, and I think he's a great – he seems like a great dude too. So it just seems like a fun rotation with Kluber, who won't say much, and you know, obviously Bauer's got a lot of things to say, and then <clears throat> Clevenger seems to be a kid that like everybody likes too. So that, that's, And plus I think they're going to win a lot of games in a division that's down and you know, not to spoil anything on the other side, but I, I just feel like that's – where we're at there. Is this me here? No, you're up. I like Garrett Cole. Oh, um, stealing uh, my pick. He, Pitching he, for money. Here's my thing. Uh, I think Verlander's the best game pitcher, game day pitcher. If I want to hand the ball to somebody, I'm probably going to hand it to Verlander in a big game in the playoffs. But Cole's going to rack up great numbers. I think the Astros are going to be really, really good. Spoiler alert. Uh, I, I just think that put him in there you add Cole I think he's going to get close to 20 wins I think his ERA is going to be down I, I think that he's going to strike guys out he's not going to have overpowering numbers but in the end he's going to be in the mix um I don't know I, I I really like that that spot I was looking at a lot of different 
different guys here. And if you look in the American League, a lot of the guys are really kind of older. I know Jose Barrios is a guy that a lot of people are looking at because of the strikeouts and stuff that he does. But I just think the Twins are going to be kind of brutal. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to go with Cole. And I, I just really – I think their rotation really stacks up really, really well. And um, so I'm going to go there. And I, I don't know. I didn't see Zach. Is that, is that where you went to? Yeah, I took Cole. I really like that pick. Uh, he had a really amazing year last year, 2.88 ERA. Another guy who pitched over 200 innings, like Patrick was talking about, that's um, extremely rare. Uh, 200.1 last year and 203 with Pittsburgh in 2017. Finished fifth in Cy Young voting last year, but man, 12.4 strikeouts per nine. Just yeah. an amazing season. He, it's a contract year. Uh, the team around him is going to be incredible. Uh, there's a, a zillion reasons to like Garrett Cole this year for uh, AL Cy Young, so... That's why he's my pick. For, for NL Cy Young, uh, I went with a guy who, um, you know, no stranger to winning the Cy Young Award in the National League. Uh, well, I guess also in the American League uh, since he won it with Detroit. And that's Max Scherzer, who, you know, I, I think we kind of have forgotten how much of a great deal. Uh, you know, you were, you were giving credit to Mike Rizzo uh, a little while ago there, uh, Jab, and I, I think... This deal, I remember when the Nats signed Max Scherzer and just thinking, oh my gosh, that's crazy, it's a ton of money, I know he's been good, but it's going to fade, and man, he's just been an absolute monster. Uh, he finished second in Cy Young voting last year, 220 innings pitched, leading the National League, insane, 2.53 ERA, uh, finished second, um, and then won the Cy Young Award the last two seasons, or the previous two seasons, in 2016 and 2017. Um, uh, until this guy stops being as productive as he's been, I'm going to keep picking him. There's no reason for me not to pick him, so I'll get him. I'll take him again here in the NL. That's. A, I mean, that's an easy pick. I mean, it, it, I mean it's not. You got to do it, right? You got. You love the Nats, so you got to jump on board with that. And uh, so you've always loved the Nats. You've been saying that for years. Hey, man, who's um, who's the guy that's always at their playoff losses? That's you. your boy is there all the time. <laughs> all the Expo fans get bitter, but I'm gonna go off board here because I think I don't know where Patrick's going. My guess is based on what he wrote in the chat is. Uh, I think you know. Continue. I'm, I'm going with Walker Bueller. Uh, this guy should be an Oriole. That's first of all. Let me just go ahead and get, throw that out there. Oriole should have drafted him, but they didn't because uh, he had some elbow issues. Um, they got DJ Stewart that, by the way, in that draft. Pretty good. Uh, we, we, I just love Walker Bueller. I like what he does. I like LA. It's going to be a good spot. A great ballpark to pitch in. I think he's going to rack up wins. He's going to rack up strikeouts. And Patrick, you know better than me up there at the network. They love when an LA, you know, the LA, New York, big, big market guys start doing really well. If it starts getting close to the end, he has some type of you know streak going or something like that. I think he could sneak in, and I actually think Strauss. I think um, Scherzer's gonna have a great year, but I think they have three really good pitchers on that team, so they might kind of split votes. I think Strasburg, if he stays healthy for more than ten starts, um, you know, and I do actually think Corbin's a fantastic three for them. Um, I think it takes away just a little bit. And Zach, listen, Scherzer's unbelievable. I'll watch him play pitched 100. I don't care who he's facing. He's just fun to watch. He struck out, what, 12 in a minor league start or in a uh, spring training start the other day going seven innings. What major, you know, what pitcher goes seven innings? But I got to go off board here, I'll, and I'll go with Walker Bueller. I like the Bueller pick. My concern is my only my only concern with Bueller because this stuff is you're right is like super electric. Is he pitched his career high in innings last year at 137, and he said this spring he wants to throw 200. He is adamant about wanting to throw 200. I wonder 
with the Dodgers being the Dodgers and having seen no, they won't let them right. We're dealing with kind of what we're dealing with with Clayton Kershaw right now. How protective are they of this guy? If they let him go, if they let him eat and they let him throw 180, 200 innings, he's in the conversation. I just wonder if they do that. Well, here's the question, and one of my reasons why is maybe he has to, as opposed to last year where they they can't really depend on Kershaw anymore. And some of the rest of the guys in the rotation, I think Bueller's pushing as a one A to Kershaw at this point. I agree. I think that like so now you're if you're really gonna if the pods are gonna be a little bit better, if you think the D backs are gonna be not terrible, right? So they're going to have to bat a little bit, and I think the rock pile is going to push a little bit too. I think the Giants are going to be awful, but um, so maybe you have to push him a little bit more. So maybe a little bit more strikeouts, a little bit more big games, two one wins, that kind of stuff. I, I would just go in that route. All right, Zach. Zach. Yeah. No, I picked Scherzer. No, no, I know you did. I take issue with something you said. All right. Do you know what? Do you know what it is that you said that I take issue? What with? What did I say that you take issue with? You mentioned that. Uh, there's no reason to stop picking Scherzer. He, if he's this consistent, there's no reason to stop picking Scherzer. I contend there is a reason to stop picking Scherzer. <laughs> Max Scherzer didn't win the NL Cy Young last year. Jacob deGrom won the NL Cy Young last year. He and did. Jacob deGrom right. will win the NL Cy Young this year and for however many more years he wants. I'll say that much. I am, uh, I am obviously, as you can clearly tell from my Rookie of the Year and Cy Young picks, I'm very optimistic about the Mets this season. And... The Pete Alonso, I admit, is a little bit of hopeful. Like, I, I hope this can happen. I know how good Jacob DeGrom is because the only Mets games I watched last year from July forward was when Jacob DeGrom was starting. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom is really, really, really good. Um, doesn't walk anybody. Has really developed into, I mean, the guy was a college shortstop. And this is a weird piece of trivia. Only guy he hit a home run off in college, Chris Sale. Huh. Hit a home run off Chris Sale for his only college home run. That's funny. So not a ton of miles on his arm. Has turned into from like a kind of a flamethrowing guy back in AAA to a guy with three three great pitches and probably a fourth good one. Goes deep into games. And I, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic that the Mets extended this guy. Uh, I could not be happier. Just – most easygoing, relaxed personality. Best guy to have leading rotation. I am all. I don't think he can repeat last year. I'm frankly, I don't think anybody can repeat the numbers that he put up from last year. But I think he can do a pretty good imitation of 2018 Jacob Degrom and get himself the signing again. I like it. I love the optimism. Also, that's what I wish for from the Orioles. I wish I had a reason to watch every five days. That that was kind of the point I was trying to make at the top of the show. So. Uh, congrats. I'm pumped about the extension too. I, I thought of you immediately when I saw that news. So that's, that's super awesome. Fantastic. Um, and another reason to be excited about your team. Uh, tell me about the AL MVP though, Patrick. I think this is the thing, man. Like <laughs> me and you, I think jab is usually the only one who makes a fun pick here. I, and I will. It's it's good to have you, Jab, because Thank you. me and Zach are going to keep doing this till the cows come home. <laughs> just like it's, Scherzer it's, won the MV, just like Scherzer won the Cy Young last year, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that is a very fair point. Uh, but I, I mean, Zach, Zach can say the same thing in a couple minutes here. It's just like the guy got paid. He is the best player in baseball. I it's that no one sees, it's by so the way. hard to go against Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. He's so good. I'm gonna go with Mike Trout, and I'll let Zach 
talk more about Trout later. But, Jab, I am very interested to hear who you're picking. Alex Bregman. Yes, that's who I was thinking. I love love this guy. Now, got me a little nervous when he had a little work done in the elbow in the offseason. Listen, it could be social media. I don't care. This guy seems like he gets it. I think the Astros are going to be really good. I mean, they're really good in general. But the weird thing is, if you look at that roster, right? Everybody talks about Tuve. Everybody talks about Correa. Everybody talks about, you know, all the prospects that they have. Right? All Springer, exactly. All the guys that they have. Bregman's like their best player. And my favorite thing, and Zach will... Zach will see. You can go back to text that me and Zach have gone back and forth with when the Orioles were potentially trading Zach Britton. It was brought up that Bregman was going to come to Baltimore. And I had people say to me, and I swear to God, this is true, Zach. They said, where would Bregman play? And I wrote back, (laughs) wherever the... Zach, you have to bleep this. Wherever the F he wants to. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? And this is a couple years ago. But I'm like, are you kidding me? Like... Give I would he could play he could manage I don't care this guy's a stud and I just think he's he gets it he's great he's a great fielder but his bat is so fast through the zone that ballpark is a joke he's gonna hit a bunch of homers in there he's got a bunch of RBIs and they're gonna win the division and probably potentially be in the mix for the World Series I love Alex Bregman now. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, maybe the best player in my generation. I go back to Barry Bonds. I'm telling you, this guy is pushing Barry Bonds' status um, without without the roids because I don't think that there's anything to do with it with, with Trout. I think it's just natural talent. But I, I got to go out. You're right. I got to take a fun pick, and Alex Bregman's an easy guy to root for. Well, I'm glad you did. I know that that, that picking Mike Trout is boring, so thank you for it, How for sucks that? Doesn't that suck to say that, though? It, it does, and I feel bad saying it because Mike Trout has this thing where people are like, you know, the, it's always the common baseball thing where, oh, you're biggest star, and nobody knows he's a big star. People couldn't even recognize Mike Trout on the street, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Like, I don't care about any of that. I, I care about opening up his baseball reference page and seeing all of the bold for, like, where he leads the league. And it's just amazing because I feel like when Mike Trout puts his mind to something, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go out and be the best at that. And that's, like, that's yeah. what he does. He just um, fixes everything. Like, he couldn't hit high pitches early in his career. He fixed it. Yeah. Right. And now he's one of the better high pitch hitters that there is. He's, yep. a, he's amazing. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it seems so effortless, right? Like, you, you end up watching him, and you, you see his stat lines from the night, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty good night. And then you look at it at the end of the year, and you're like, holy crap, this guy hit 312 and led the league with a 460 on base percentage last year and had an OPS plus of 199. Like, how does this happen? How is this guy this good? How is this guy also? He was 26 years old last year. 26 years old. He was leading up to his prime, right? I mean, it's it's nuts. So uh, everybody in the in the baseball nerd world loves Mike Trout. There's no reason to not pick Mike Trout. I know it's boring, but the guy's fun to watch. I was happy to see that he got paid. Um, I want to see the guy win. I really want to see the guy win. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but it'll be another fun year to watch Mike Trout. Yeah, I mean, it should be. Jab, to your credit, I was thinking to myself, there's probably three guys that can win the AL MVP. One's Trout, one's Mookie Betts, the guy who won last year. And that one's was my other thought, too. Yeah, I think there's three Mookie guys. Too. Yeah. Mookie's and, amazing, too. I hate yeah. Red Sox, but Mookie's fun. Uh, and, you, uh, yeah, exactly right. It's people... People who say that, like, oh, you wouldn't recognize Mike Trout, blah, 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 blah. I have would. not seen Mike Trout play baseball. Right. Like, and it's, it's one of the luckiest things that I get to do is get to watch a bunch of West Coast baseball. 
the only two guys that I can think of that I've seen regularly where I wonder how do you ever get these guys out are Mike Trout and Miggy when Miggy was like yeah. right in the middle of his career. Cause you'll throw like 98 down <laughs> and away and they'll just shoot it back up the middle for a single. Like they're right. not even thinking about it. And I just or, wonder how do you get these guys out <laughs> right. ever? or hit it out? Yeah. Right. Or he right won, I mean, yeah. he hit the longest home run in baseball like two years ago, deep into the fountain in Kauffman stadium, the longest home run. Yeah. Crazy. And the, the other part too is he's pretty decent on defense. Like, he's just, like, if the ball's into the outfield, he's going to catch it. He's going to throw somebody out. He could run the bases. I mean, you're right. He has – that's why I compare him to Bonds. And I know everybody can't do a black-white thing or a left-handed, right-handed thing. I don't know. He's Barry he's Bonds of tools. our generations. That's what Barry Bonds did. I mean, just unbelievable. And, by the way, pretty good dude, too, for it seems like, right? Great Signed dude. a deal. Oh, he could have just yeah. held out, been a complete douche, and say, I can't wait to get to Philly. Well, he saw Harper went to Philly, and he, doesn't, he wants to stay way away from that. And that's another <laughs> whole story. Um, I think that – I think he just seems like a great dude. And, by the way, I've been to Anaheim. It's pretty good. I live there over Philly 10 days out of 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, Anaheim, LA, I mean, just, it's it's a good spot. It's not L.A., just south, so it's a little bit nicer, a little bit there. And I think, I'm guessing Trout probably lives on the beach, feeling hey, pretty good. Hey, Disneyland's there, so you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there you go. There's our plug. He's about to, actually, I'm currently watching MLB Network, and Mike Trout is on deck right now. So, interesting. I Who predict they he will get on base. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach, let's get back to the, the Nats train here. Yeah, uh, how did this Zach, happen? we're back to getting weird. I see our picks. We're back to getting weird. This is good. <laughs> somehow somehow I picked the Nats like way them. more than I expected to pick the Nats. Jab was calling me out on it, and I guess I didn't realize it as I was plugging yep. my picks in. But Juan Soto is who I have to, uh, to win the National League MVP. Um, really awesome season for the 19-year-old last year, slashing 292, 406, 517. Finished second in Rookie of the Year voting. Um, that was over 116 games. We'll get a full season of them this year, which would be uh, exciting. A team that I expect is going to be good in a in a really fun division. The the division, Jab, you and I were talking about when we were watching the Orioles in spring training. I'm like, is it okay if I watch more NL East than AL East this year? Is that going to be okay? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I'll probably end it's up okay watching more okay with Patrick, I know games. that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably end up watching more of his games than, than you know. End up We're a Mets podcast now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm fine with that. We'll do a whole baseball podcast. That, that's what this Love show it. is anyway. So We're going to open I it up and the, and the draft. Uh, I guess you have to worry about the uh, you know the sophomore slump thing. I'm not too worried about it. So uh, I'm taking Juan Soto to win the National League uh, MVP. All right. So this is a full-blown homer pick it's on so many levels, right? Because I'm thinking two, two ways, right? The first one was I really wanted to take Arenado, but I saw what um, what uh, Patrick did below me, so I'm going to let that kind of slide because I kind of love that. So I don't like to steal the thunder, but I think Arenado's fantastic, right? So he's pretty really good, right? And then I'm looking down a little bit, and Acuna, Acuna seems like oh, Acuna Jr. That's that's who you want to take, right? Stolen bases, great down, and it's his hype is so high, right? I think even more than Soto's, honestly. I think it's crazy to to, to put that kind of pressure on that kid because I saw that kid also go where he was super hot. He'd be hot, but then he'd go really cold, right? And and I feel like when you're having an MP, MVP year with all that pressure, he's so young. I'm actually going to go with a guy that I think is going to just light up the sky out in San Diego and not watch. And nobody's going to watch. Manny Machado is going to win the MVP in the National League. Oh, and, wow. and here's 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 my reason why. 
nobody else on that team, right? So everybody's going to watch Tatis. Everybody's going to watch Urias. Hosmer's there. We'll, you know, whatever they got, right? And like you were talking about Paddock. I mean, they're going to be kind of way more fun to watch than the Padres of yesteryear. I get it. They're still going to probably not win that many games. But let's just say. They get on a heater. Somebody goes down for the – let's say Kershaw goes down. Let's say something happens in uh, in um, L.A. Something happens in Colorado. We've seen all these things happen, right? The pods are in a position to make a real move in the division. The Arizona Diamondbacks are really, really kind of rebuilding. I love Adam Jones. I get what they're doing. But they got rid of their best player, best two players really in, in A.J. Pollock and uh, Goldsmith, right? And I see what they're doing, right? San Francisco is a dumpster fire. Ma- Madison Bobgardner will be pitching on a team near you soon, right? So now we have the Dodgers, the Rockies who are playing. And I think the Rockies are going to be great. But they still are playing in Colorado. So it's dicey at best there, right? So now it's the kind of the pods. Let's just say it comes down to the pods in L.A., if the pods push L.A. till the end of the brink or make it tight, Manny's got to be right in the mix there, hitting third on that team, playing third, playing short. I'm actually going to go with Machado, and I don't think it's just a homer pick. I'm actually talking to myself into this as we're doing it because I think people are going to be interested to see. And I actually think that's not crazy. Manny's finished in the top five before in the MVP voting. I just think that this might be a really, really good spot for Manny. So I- I'm going to go out on a limb and go full-blown, go ahead and replay this next year when he hits 230. Um, I'm going to go with Manny Machado as the NL MVP. My pick last year. I like it. The talent is, de- I mean, the talent's definitely there. Obviously he's one of the yeah. more talented players that there is. It would be, it'd be really fun. If San yeah. Diego was good this year, like they have players you want to watch for it'd one be really fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, Jeb, you kind of alluded to it. I am not going with Arenado. I'm going to go with his teammate on the, uh, the same side of the infield. I'm going to go with Trevor story. Uh, I remember, I think it was towards the end of last year, Story got hurt. And I want to say they thought it was like a much more serious injury than it was. But he he eventually ended up coming back. But when Story got hurt, he was the best player on that team. At that time, like going down the stretch, looking looking right now at a September, dude hit 11 home runs in September. Like one absolutely bananas, 761 slugging percentage. And I think the only, he actually started off the year not slow, but 226 in April, 257 in May, then he got hot. And I think Story has kind of, the strikeouts are still definitely there. They're not as ever-present as they used to be. He's tweaked his swing a little bit. He's a great defender. He steals a lot of bases. I mean, this is a dude that could very easily, almost did last year, go 30-30. He went 37-27. So, the dude could go 35-35. I mean, he could he could obviously hit 40 home runs playing out in Colorado. I think Arenado got the money, and I think Story is looking to get that Arenado money. <laughs> and I think that's a motivating factor. I think I think he's got a shot. I'm gonna pick him for an MVP. I like it. That's a fun. I do like that. Yeah. Also, my uh, first pick in our fantasy draft, so I'm all for that happening as well. There you go. Jeb, did you end up with Machado? I did. I thought I picked, you did. I told you at the beginning, I just took players I like. Uh, no, I like that. I just got over that. I just, I I mean, so. You know what? I'm going to watch these guys, so I'm going to freaking – I never <laughs> win in fantasy baseball, so I'm just going to get guys I like. I got Trey Turner. I got a bunch of donks. They're fun. <laughs> I like it. All right, we're moving into the division. Who do you got to win the AL East, Jeb? I, I went back and forth. On, I literally went back and forth on this just before I wrote it in. Um, and it comes down to this. One – 
I think the Red Sox pitching is a little better, just a little bit better. Because I think Paxton's still the question mark between. I think Paxton could be the division tilter back and forth. I think Severino's great. He's got some injuries right now, but I still think he'll be fine. Tanaka is so dicey to me every single time. I think their lineup is unbelievable. I love what they did. I love that they didn't go out and overpay for too many people. It's kind of weird to say that about the Yankees, but they really did a good job. Um, They made some really smart trades. I think they're really good. I just think the Red Sox might be better. I'm not saying that the – I have no idea who I'm going to take to win the AL East, like to get to the – I mean to take the AL championship at this point. I'm just saying right now, if you told me right now I have to pit somebody, I'm going to take the division champs because I just think the Red Sox just are a little bit better. And – they know how to win big games. And I'm not sure the Yankees at this point with that team can win big games. Can the Yankees put a ball into right field when they need to, or do they have to hit a home run to win a game? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's enough guys on that team. Because I think Ben Attendee, I think just that whole team, as much as it sucks to say this into a microphone, the Red Sox are a team that, like, all the way around, man, they're freaking good. And I don't think they're going to have a hangover whatsoever from the World Series because I think that that team is so young. So I'm going to go with the Red Sox. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I would have said fully healthy. I'd say these teams are about as even as it gets. Got to see about Luis Severino's shoulder. Nobody knows. He's out until at least May. And CC starting the year on the injured list. And then you get down to Paxton, who's been really talented. But Paxton has had a major history of arm problems. And again, this is another guy. This has kind of been like the... The buzz sentence for every pitcher this spring training. I want to throw 200 innings. He's never come close to that before. So the Yankees have a stacked, stacked bullpen and a really good rotation. Not sorry, not not a really good rotation. Stacked bullpen, stacked lineup. Very questionable rotation where things could really fall apart if Severino's out for a little longer. If CC re-aggravates something. Now you're getting down to guys like Jonathan Luisaga, Domingo German, and you're going up against a Red Sox team that. I remember, I want to say it was September. The Yankees were hot. They went into Fenway and got swept, like, thoroughly by the Red Sox. And that was it. The Red Sox just rammed the nail into their coffin. And then they knocked them out of the playoffs. So (laughs) prove it to me, Yankees. I don't think you can. I don't think you can get past Chris Sale, now a very confident David Price, obviously. And then you're going to, you know, Porcello, a really, I'd say a lineup that can hit with the Yankees. And they just maybe need to figure out their bullpen, which I I trust them being able to figure out the bullpen more than the Yankees being able to be healthy in the rotation. That's what this comes down comes down to. Yeah, I think the the both of you guys make really fair points, really fair analysis, and I went back and forth about this. Um, two teams that I can't stand, honestly. So I would prefer to see neither <laughs> of them win this division, but uh, the, here we are. They're the two best teams in, in the division, so got to pick one of them. Um, and you know, I, I guess I think because it's going to be so tight and because the Red Sox had the upper hand, I, I kind of lean towards the Yankees, uh, rebounding a little bit. Um, I was digging into like, you know, Pythag and taking a look at that. And both of these teams finished, you know, pretty close to their Pythag last year. Um, so it wasn't like one team underperformed, I guess. The Red Sox won 108 games last year, uh, and their Pythag was 103. So, oh, geez, there were only you know 103 win teams out of 108 win team. That still would have had them better than the Yankees. Um, I, I'm kind of curious to watch Aaron Boone in his second year as the as the Yankees manager. A little bit of criticism on bullpen use and 
um, you know, taking over for Joe Girardi the first year, that's tough. Still won 100 games. So, um, you know, I wonder if, if having a little bit more confidence this year uh, in that role will be beneficial to him. I think some of it's going to come down to how he manages a pin in, in the playoffs. So that doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, impact the decision on who's going to win the division. But, uh, you know, I think that some of that confidence will, uh, will, will be a part of, of his success. Uh, I also was kind of torn with Aaron Judge being my MVP this year, too. I think it's going to be a monster year for him. So I think this lineup's going to rake. We know that they play in a wiffle ball field, so they're going to score tons of runs. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it was a flip of a coin for me, and I, I chose the other team. So it's what it, No, what it's it good. Hey, by the way, me. if it was a wiffle ball field, based on the, my uh, hitting numbers down in uh, Sarasota, I was on fire on siesta key by the way it's so many bombs can you handle my, the curve oh my god my war was unbelievable patrick guthrie <laughs> on the beach holy cow because <laughs> i could throw it too uh, all right zach let's get back to getting weird at all east baby let's get weird all right i took the nationals in the no, NL east. i know which for me personally is just a weird thing because i always am the guy that talks down the nationals i yeah. always am the guy that's like this team chokes, and I don't think that they're a World Series team. And By until the way, they, they choke, I've been to plenty of playoff games. They <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. I still don't know that I would pick them in a in a uh, playoff series, but uh, I do think that of the the teams in this division, uh, four out of five, I'm really excited to watch this year. That they have uh, have have the best team, but I think it's going to be an exciting and a close race. Um, I can't pick the uh, rookie of the year in the NL and the MVP in the NL, uh, both being nationals and not take the nationals to win the division. I think it's going to be one of those come down to the last day of the season type type races. I think the Mets are going to be very good. Curious how uh, Harper does with the Phillies. It's going to be fun. So I took the nationals. I, 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 it's going to be a fun race. The, that division's the one I'm most looking forward to this year. This is going to be shocking too, Patrick. Uh, yeah, the smart pick is the Nationals, as much as I hate to say it. And it you is. love the Marlins. Yeah, the, I mean, the, Marlin, the, Mar- <laughs> the Marlins are definitely in the division. Uh, <laughs> they are definitely in the division. They're definitely there. The smart pick is the Nationals, for sure. A lot of young talent, really good, really good rotation. It's not who I'm picking. <laughs> I, I, it's, this, it's just like Zach said. I'm picking the rookie of the year. I'm picking the Cy Young. I might as well go all the way. Um, I love what the Mets did this offseason. I, I like that they were active. I like the guys they brought in. I like the depth that they have. Obviously, like a guy like friggin' Jed Lowry. Like, Je- listen, he's not Jed Lowry isn't going to make you jump over the moon and say, like, oh my God, we, we've acquired a star player. But Je- having a guy that hit, I want to say, like 270 and drove in 99 in Oakland last year as essentially your super utility player or a guy that gets a couple starts at third, gets a couple starts at second. That's depth, and I think that matters going down, you know, going through a season. I think um, I liked the, I, I think Robinson Cano still has a good year or two left. He crushed. I mean, listen, it's spring training. Dude hit 450 in spring training, so the bat is still there. He was good after he came back from the suspension last year. I think they've done a good job with the bullpen outside of obviously they acquired who I believe to be the most dominant closer in baseball, and Edward Diaz. You bring in you bring back Familia. You bring in uh, God, who's it? Who else did they get? They got somebody else. Trust me, they got somebody else. I remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they got 
they, they have a great rotation. I'm just hoping they stay healthy. If DeGrom is healthy and Syndergaard is healthy and Wheeler is healthy, I think that's the best one, two, three in the division. And I think you're really only competing with the Nationals in that regard. But I think it is. So I think it'll be a really close race. I honestly think by the time it gets to September, I think this is a two-team race. I think this is the Nationals and the Mets in wow. September. Um, I'll explain. I guess I'll explain really quickly now. Yeah. I don't think the Phillies have a pitching. I, 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 I mean, that lineup is loaded top to bottom in Philadelphia. It's yeah. really good. But it is Aaron Nola and then, I mean, you're really praying for a breakout year from Zach Eflin, Nick Pavetta, Vince Velasquez. You need somebody else in that rotation. If they go out and sign Dallas Keuchel, I might start getting worried. But right now, it is Aaron Nola and you're hoping somebody breaks out. Neither the Nationals nor the Mets have that problem. I think it's a two-team race and I'm taking the Mets. So are we are we completely and I'm taking the Expos too? But here's my here's my thing: Are we completely sleeping on the Braves? I don't. Uh, uh, I think the Braves drastically overperformed last year. I'll be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. No, that's good. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to figure out because everybody's just jocking their guy. But I, I mean, I can't tell you the rotation. They have so much young pitching talent, but again, it's it's kind of they're, they're not ready to win yet. Pedi- they have a better pedigree than the Phillies do. Like their guys are top. 30 guys, but asking that many guys, Kyle Wright, Tuki Toussaint, Mike Soroka, uh, Max Freed, all these guys, Sean Newcomb, to acclimate to the major league level, asking them to all do that and be major parts of of your rotation is asking a lot. And if you want to talk about a questionable bullpen, I don't know what Atlanta Atlanta has down there. They have a Rodis Vizcaino. They have A.J. Minter, who started the year on the DL. The pitching's a little questionable. I think Acuna and Freeman are cornerstones and they are phenomenal players i just don't totally believe all of the talent is ready this year they're going to be scary i just don't think it's this year no and i'm with you and i think the phil i'm going to tell you this and i'm not going to make it a bold prediction i'm just going to say it now i think harper's deal with the phillies is going to blow up in his face like crazy i think it's the worst place for that harper could have gone and one of the reasons why it took forever I think the Boris thing was one thing. I think all the different things. I don't think he wanted to go there. I literally don't think he wanted to go there. And that's why I loved about five days later when Trout basically unveiled his deal or whatever, a week later, whatever it was, that he just completely blew that thing out of the window. I cannot believe, Patrick, that he turned down the money that he was going to get for five years in L.A. I think it's crazy. And I think it's a bad decision on their camp. And I think he was so hard up to be the quote-unquote highest-paid player, whether it was him or his agent, highest-paid player. I think Philly's a horrible spot with him for him because he's going to come to D.C. however many times to play them. I, I just I just think in general it's a bad spot. And I actually think it's going to come back to bite no, the Phillies, who I actually like because there are a lot of Oriole guys up there. Uh, Zach, as you know, yeah. I, I like a lot of those guys in that in that farm system. I like a lot of the guys in the – Scouting department, I love Andy, who's up there and stuff and do what they're doing. I just think it's going to be a bad, bad marriage. And guess what? They don't have a Zach Wilt. Uh, Zach Wilt would call them a, a prenup. There's no opt-out in that deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like somebody's going to have to take on a Chris Davis times 50 type deal to get Harper out of there. So I, I'm with you. I think this is a two-team race. I don't know about the Mets. I don't know if it's the Braves. I know it's not the Marlins, but I will tell you this. I, I think this if the Expos cannot win this division and win a freaking playoff game this year in 
to Harper with Harper gone too. Cause I think actually think they might be a little bit better without him because I think he was kind of a nightmare in the clubhouse too. Um, I just, it's just an interesting year to see what happens in that division, especially with Harper up in Philly. So yeah, I like the Expos. All right. That, that division's hilarious. I was looking at, uh, Projected. It's a great division to watch. It's crazy. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast to watch. I was looking at yeah. um, uh, Fangraphs projected run differential for that division. Nationals plus eighty five, Phillies plus seventy uh, forty seven, uh, Mets plus thirty two, Braves plus twenty four, and the Marlins minus one fifty two. So, oh just, my god, Jesus! <laughs> well, can you give funny. me your, give me your guys' thoughts real quick on the Harper thing? Were you what do you think about Harper going to Philly? Uh. I mean, is that a good spot? You think that was the spot he really wanted to go? You'll never know. That's the thing. It's 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 tough. I I can't I can't speculate on like whether he want he he hits really well there. That's the one thing I can definitively say. Harper mashes in Philly. He's always hit well there. I mean, I can. But Jab, listen, I agree with you in that. Like the Nationals, that fan base is not going to love Harper. They'll love him if he plays great, but yeah. they they have high they have high standards. Yes. Like, it, Philly is a Philly is a tough, tough sports town. Yes, and if you like, if you earn it, if Harper, and you have to be Alex, real too. Like you're, there's no fake dudes up there, and I feel like he's kind of fake. If Harper goes out there and hits, you know, gets an MVP consideration, and they get to the NLCS or better or something crazy like that, that'll be a good start. But if he slumps, like mm. he was, he was kind of the golden boy in Washington. Mm-hmm. Like he was the number one draft. That's what I'm talking about. Rizzo protected him. Everybody protected him. Yeah, and the fans did. Like that's yep. it's, he was well, the terrible sports that, team down in where Nats where uh, Zach loves. It's a terrible sports. <laughs> team. That does that's not going to happen anymore. If he comes out of the gates and he goes one for his first fifteen, mm-hmm. he's going to get booed loud. <laughs> he doesn't. Like, he doesn't like. He doesn't like that. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's a tough place to go. That lineup is loaded, so that's the one positive thing is that, like, even if that dude isn't hitting that great at a certain point, you got Hoskins, McCutcheon, Segura, Real Muto. Like, it is a stacked lineup. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm very curious. Some, you're saying some take some overs in their in their games because they're pitching so poopy. Uh, it might be what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think the contract was surprising from an AAV standpoint. Um, when you looked at the contract and you, you saw years, I think a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, this unbelievable contract. And then you kind of dove into the details a little bit and realized that, you know, this actually wasn't nearly what he was looking for. Jab, I think the best point you made, and, and I, I know I've said this a thousand times, but this was another thing you and I talked about during spring training, um, was the surprise of seeing the deal that the Dodgers offered. Because I think that would have been a good fit for him as the Dodgers. Oh. And that would have been a short-term deal. And that would have made him the highest paid player in the league on an AAV standpoint. Um, which would have been crazy. And we haven't seen a contract like that ever in baseball, which, which is fascinating. And to me, what that said was that he didn't feel comfortable enough betting on himself short term. Um, well, you know, and maybe I, maybe that's just my opinion. Maybe he, he, you know, preferred Philly over LA. I don't, I, I don't see that personally. No chance. I think that it's, it's more that he wanted the security of a, a super duper long deal. Um, but well, the deal was surprising to me too. Yeah. And real quick, the whole thing is, and people don't put this into the equation. I do as, as 
you know, somebody who's married like you guys are. His wife had a huge – how many times did they bring up his wife? I didn't know her name before this whole thing, but her name's Kayla. And they brought her up a million times during this deal where Kayla was involved. Kayla was involved. Well, you know who else's wife was involved a lot? Manny Machado's wife. And, you know, San Diego was a spot that she was comfortable, you know, staying in too. So you got to put that in there too. And it's just interesting why they picked Philly as well, because I think that they would be more comfortable close to Vegas. I I just think in general, it's something that Boris and them and and Harper had this hard on, you know, not to go crazy for the highest paid deal. And, And if you read the article in Sports Illustrated after it came out, it was very interesting how they're really, really pushing for it and gridding other teams involved and just making sure they got that deal. And that's what he said. And and the thing is, the other thing is with Harper. Harper said that the reason why he didn't want an opt-out is because he saw a lot of the older players that he played with down in D.C., the Worths, the Zimmermans, these guys, when they get a little bit longer in the tooth, nowadays these guys aren't getting those deals anymore. They're not getting the Albert Pujols-type service, right? So he's, like, worried that maybe he wouldn't. I would – I'm sorry. I, I'm a ball – I feel like I want to get that money up front, and I feel like I'm good enough where I'm going to play later in my life. And yeah. it's just kind of a opt-out or a cop-out in my opinion for yeah. for harper to take a 13-year deal i mean he's yeah. not Ovi. sorry he's just not <laughs> uh speaking of cop out are we all on the same oh. page about the al central yes yes Wahoo. Uh, we're not no we're not all on the same page well, i'll take i'll take uh, i'll take the indians i'll take the indians too go ahead patrick i feel like honestly i can honestly we've done this how many years in a row have we always just always gone straight through the central and been like everybody's taking the indians yeah. <laughs> i think we have is there any year that we haven't done that <laughs> i don't know nah, the royals don't know. or the royals the royals got hot for oh the royals the royals yeah duh. god the royals never <laughs> mind uh i am not picking the royals <laughs> the royals ruined my life for one october mine too thank you yeah that's right yours yeah. too um i think this kind of comes down to what i was saying I, I thought about this similarly that I did with the uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees. What do I worry about more? I think the Indians have a stacked rotation. Shane, everybody's overqualified. Shane Bieber's overqualified as a five. Steve, uh, Mike Clevenger's overqualified as a four. Um, Trevor Bauer could probably be a one a couple places. They have a loaded rotation. Their lineup, especially without Lindor, is one guy. One great guy, Jose Ramirez. Who's hurt. But... Exactly. And that's right. And after you get through that, looking at their depth chart right now, center field, Leonis Martin, left field, Jake Bowers, first base, Carlos Santana, DH, Hanley Ramirez, Tyler Naquin, Roberto Perez, Brad Brad Miller. These are all guys who have had success at some point in the major leagues. That is not, in my mind, a playoff caliber lineup. Um, On the other hand, the Twins, the Minnesota Twins, can hit. They made some solid acquisitions this offseason. They got Cruz. They got Marwan Gonzalez. They brought in CJ Crone, who had 30 homers in Tampa last year. Like the Jonathan just, Scope. Jonathan Scope. Duh. Yeah, good point. One guy I forgot. Jonathan Scope, obviously, is if he can at all pull out of that slump he was in in Milwaukee last year, that is a one through eight good lineup. Let's say you get something out of Max Kepler. Let's say Byron Buxton actually finally lives up to that potential. That lineup can hit, and they have a guy who could possibly be great in their rotation with Jose Barrios. I think the Indians are, I mean, you've kind of heard it this whole offseason. The Indians have considered trading those starting pitchers, and I think they're kind of reading the tea leaves there. They've considered moving Bauer and Kluber 
all the way up until like two weeks ago, to your guys, Jab, to, to the pods out in San Diego. Yep. They've considered moving those guys. And I think they know that this is built on very shoddy footing in terms of if one or two of these pitchers go down, that lineup is not going to be able to pick it up for the Indians. That lineup is not going to be able to produce. They, they need to do something to augment that lineup to make it a playoff caliber lineup. And if that pitching gets hurt, as weak as that division is, I think the Twins are probably a little worse on paper right now. But with one injury, the Twins will get there. I think the Twins can win that division. Wow. All right. I love it. I the mean, one year we're not great. skipping through the NL Central. Well, we're yeah. skipping through I'm the I'm sorry, the AL Central. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not, not the uh, – we're not skipping through the next one. We're skipping <laughs> no, through a different this one. Is a... Do, do you want to make a case for the Cubs there, Patrick? What, in the, uh, the Central? In the NL Central. Oh, wait, what do you guys have in the Central? Well, I have the Cubs. Jab has the Cardinals. Oh, well, you guys talk about the Cubs and the Cardinals then. I have no <laughs> idea who I'm picking in this division. This is an awesome <laughs> division. This is right up there. I honestly think this might be more competitive than the NL East. Those three teams, it could be anybody. Make a case. Mm. I want to hear you guys make your cases. Jab? I mean, I... I told you, I think the Cards have a really good staff. I actually like what they've done there. I think the Goldschmidt is going to be obviously hurt. It's going to hurt him a little bit, but they have a really good minor league system. I think they've done a really, really good job of kind of implementing. I love the manager. I just think that everything about the Cardinals, they're always in the mix. They haven't been in the mix in the last couple of years. I think this is the year that they kind of they get it. I will tell you this, though. I think people are completely snoozing on the Cubs. Two years ago, the Cubs could do no wrong. They're the best team ever. Put everybody together. And now, all of a sudden, you know, the Cubs are terrible. All of a sudden, Rizzo Rizzo sucks. And, you know, Brian had a terrible year. And by it, I mean... I'm sorry. They're pretty damn good still, and they're one of the best managers that that Zach or, uh, that Patrick still hates. So I, <laughs> I I still think that the Cubs are still in the mix, but I think it's Cubs Cardinals here in my in my opinion. I'm interested to see who Patrick thinks is the third team there. I'm going to guess the Pirates, but uh, I'm not sure. It's I think the third team is the Crew. Yeah, I, mean, I think crew. it's oh, the Brewers. Brewers. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach, your thoughts on the Cubs? So I'm still deciding. So your so, thoughts on the Cubs? So similar to what Jab said in that I think that people forgot just how good the Cubs were. Yeah. Um, you know, that they, they won 95 games last year. Uh, and, you know, 92 they, the year before, I think they've been really consistent and really good. The, the division has gotten good around them, but I think that everybody kind of forgets just exactly how good that team is. This division is going to be fun. Uh, the Brew Crew is going to be uh, solid to watch, but I I love this lineup. I think the rotation could be uh, pretty nasty if it stays healthy. Um, I yeah, I I just think that experience wise, so I, I think it's going to be a tight race. But uh, of experience for the roster for uh, the manager, I lean towards the Cubs just because I think that they have that experience that they've been there, and and I expect them to be back on top of the division again. I, I, I'm kind of sad that the Brewers kind of stood pat a little bit. I'm surprised too. That, like they're so close. All the, all the deals they made too, right? Like all the deals they made in the off season or in the um, mid season last year to kind of make the run that they did. I thought yeah. they would just kind of add. And listen, Stearns is a really smart dude. I, I, I don't doubt that there's something he's doing something right now. I don't know what it is. I, I think he's a, a really great GM, but. Man, they that park was a blast to watch last year when that team was going. When the Brewers are going well, they show up. 
and that place gets nuts. And I loved watching it. Yelich is amazing. Kane was great. The lineup's really good. But I, I agree with you guys. I think it's I think it's the Cubs and the Cardinals at the end of the day. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Zach on this one. I think the Cubs are pissed. I think Bakota picked the Cubs to finish the losing record. Bakota finished the picked the Cubs to they're finish great over three. Yeah. I was gonna say they're they're a great over if you're into like over win totals, the Cubs have a great win total. I think they're definitely over the seventy nine and a half. And there are there are ways this could go wrong. Like there there's it's an older rotation. There's, I mean, it's it's Lester and Hamels. They just extended Hendricks, who kind of has been a little up and down the last couple of years. This team just has so much to prove, and it, it, it kind of goes from from Chris Bryant being hurt last year and not being himself. I think people have forgotten that that guy won the MVP, and the shoulder injury really sapped a lot of what he was able to do. Um, I, I think Wilson Contreras had a down year. I still think he's incredibly talented. I think John Lester probably has one more great, one more good to great year left, and a guy that nobody got to see at all last year is you Darvish. And I think when Darvish is right, and it's it's rare to totally get him right for a whole season, but Dar- Darvish can carry a rotation for a month or maybe a, a five or six starts. His stuff is that good. He said he feels great this spring. He's been touching 97, 98. Um, I think it's the Cubs. I think I think they are out to prove that they are the best team in this division, and I think they're going to do it. Lo- winning ninety five games and losing in a wild card is just yeah. so demoralizing. And and I think <laughs> Patrick, I think you put it best when you said they're pissed. Like uh, that yeah. that's how I view this team. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, AL West. We've all Here's got the same sweep, pick. Yeah, sweepy. <laughs> Well, let's all right. Let's let's at least have a little bit of fun with this. Okay. Let's say let's say worst case scenario happens for the Astros because we're all picking the Astros because the Astros yeah. are loaded. Maybe. Let's say God. I mean, God forbid. Let's let's say a couple other big guys get hurt. Let's let's say a knee right. happens to Altuve or a knee happens to Bregman or yeah. whatever. We hope it doesn't happen. All those guys are awesome, awesome players. I hope this division plays out and they're healthy and they win the division by. 15 games. If they if the worst thing happens, who steps in? Which team? Yeah. Uh I, I think I think it's a toss up between the A's and the Angels. That's um, yeah, it's those two, definitely. I, I, I tend to lean towards the A's. Just I, I am admittedly biased against yeah. the Angels. Um, I tend to you lean are. towards the A's, but I, I think that both of these teams are really far from the Astros. I, I, I think it would have to really go wrong for either one of these two teams to, to be close to the Astros at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd say the A's as well, um, just just because of the firepower they have. But again, you know, Trout is on the Angels. We keep talking about the yeah, yeah. see Trout in the in the playoffs, but it's just too hard and. Um, I think Mike Sosha is still the manager, right? Zach, is he still the manager of the uh, Angels? No. Mike Sosha is not the manager of the Angels anymore. Your Angels manager, Brad Ausmus. Oh, that's okay. I like Ausmus too. And I know that you had a tough time taking the Angels anytime that they had Sosha on the the bench. I did. uh, It's interesting. I still think this is a – if you put any really – let's just say you put – let's just say let's put the Cubs in the AL West. Are they still finish? Like, who would you put in the AL West that would push the Strohs outside Yankees and um, Red Sox? Mm. Dodgers. Yeah, 
Um, that's that's probably it. And I uh, to I, I'd agree with you guys. I think the second team there is pretty pretty clear to me. I think it's the A's. Uh, I obviously. We all want to see Mike Trout make the playoffs. Yes. I'm sure Mike Trout wants to see Mike Trout make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. But you look at the, the A's. Like they, can, they got the power, right. Chris Davis. Chris Davis has some pop. Matt Chapman is a really good. He's a under, really, he's good. really good. Not only defense. I mean, defensively, he is all world. But yep. if you look at the second halves that him and Steven Piscotty had. Yep. And Stephen Piscotty, obviously, if anybody didn't know, was dealing with a horrible tragedy where the, his mom passed away from ALS. I'm sure it was a really tough first half of the season for him. If you look from July on, Stephen Piscotty was one of the best outfielders in the American League. Yep. So you throw him in with Davis, you throw him in with uh, with Chapman. Um, they they picked up Profar. Who let's let's see if he can fulfill that potential. And then you look at the rotation, and they've got so many. Solid young arms, kind of in terms of like they they've got uh, Jarrell Cotton is going to be back at some point. AJ Puck's going to be back at some point. They always manage to cobble together a couple guys who have decent starts. Yep. And the back end of their bullpen's loaded. Blake Trinan, Lou Trevino, Fernando Rodney. I think I still think it's the Strohs. I think it's the Strohs by seven or eight games. But if something bad Azel happens, the Strohs, it's these guys. I was going to say Azel push them a little bit. I like it. Yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's a runaway personally, but I yep. think the Astros are loaded. Uh, going pretty far this year, not to not to give you <laughs> too much of a spoiler. All right, how about the NL West? We talked a little bit about the Dodgers. Uh, I think that that the Dodgers are set up to to take this division too. I think that um, th- that we we liked the competition with the Rockies. We're excited about the Padres, maybe some more than others. Uh, Giants have taken a step back. To me, the Dodgers are the clear favorites in the West. What say you, Mr. Guthrie? The Dodgers are the only team in baseball where I would almost say they're kind of bulletproof. Like, they are they're loaded at the major league level. They're loaded at the minor league level. Like, it's if, they get, if, they, if somebody gets injured, let's say – Cody Bellinger gets injured. All right, fine. Let's bring up Alex Verdugo. He's one of the top outfield <laughs> prospects in baseball. Let's say Austin Barnes, their catcher, gets injured. Or those months where a couple guys go down, they have guys ready to plug in. They don't need to go out and get people. They have guys there. So that's why I'm picking the Dodgers. Jeb, have anything uh, to add? I went back and forth on this because I really do think the pods might push him a little bit, but that's such a homer pick. I do think that you're, he's right. He starts bringing up guys. The Orioles would kill for any of the guys that he just talked about. Even the guy he doesn't remember. Like, that guy would would kill. For, he would be starting for the Orioles a catcher. Um, that's just what just, – it just goes back to what I go back to. Draft better. Do a better job drafting, for <laughs> God's sakes. The draft is so big in MLB. People sleep on it. It's the middle of June. Nobody cares. It is a huge component when you're building a franchise. I get it. The Dodgers have more money than God, but – Guess what? The Dodgers play everybody about 125 games a year. There's a reason why they continue to be in the uh, World Series every year. They're doing a really good job of whatever they're doing. It's it's working out. So I have to go with them. They're just the best team in the division. The Rocks will push them a little bit. The Pods will push them a little bit. In general, the Dodgers will win. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch the Padres this year, but I think that clearly the Dodgers are uh, are the favorites. All right. How about wild cards? We we know there's going to be some tight races. Uh, who do you got in the AL wild card, Jeb? I have the let's see who did I take? I took the pods and 
Oh, in the AL. Sorry, the I have AL. the Yankee Yankees. <laughs> sorry, Yan- yeah, pods are in the AL. That'd be great. That'd be so awesome. Uh, Yanks and Rays. Yanks and I Rays. I love Kevin Cash. I love what he's doing down there. Maybe it's because I drive by the Trop every year in March, and it's just a terrible looking stadium. God, that place sucks, Zach. Um, <laughs> but it, I just, I just feel like the Rays continue, and I think that that division, and I really think that the AL is kind of down in general. We talked about the, the Central. We talked about a lot of the, the teams in here. I think there's be a lot of wins for the upper echelon teams but in the end i think the rays and i think the i think the yankees definitely will be there because i think the yankees and red sox will go back and forth but i think the rays are going to sneak in there too because i just i don't know how they're going to do it to be honest with you i can't name 15 players on the team carl crafter could be on the team as far as i know i just know that the rays will be hanging around and somehow they'll make a run and i think kevin cash is one of those managers that is going to get it's going to be joe madden 2.0 is going to go to another team in the next couple years here and and hopefully get the same um treatment that joe madden have because i think he's done a fantastic job down there he has done a good job down there uh what about you patrick i'm i'm being boring man i'm i'm (laughs) running it back we're doing the same we're doing a rematch same wild card game from last year probably the same place man it's 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 i think it's the yankees and the a's um and the really the the only surprise here like i said is i i don't totally believe in the indians i uh, they don't exactly, unless I'm mistaken, they don't exactly have a deep prospect base to trade from either in terms no. of like if they want to go get a bat, which I think eventually they're going to need to do. Um, they have Tristan McKenzie's their top pitching prospect, and from there it kind of drops off a little bit. So I, like I said, uh, if I'm taking the Twins to win the Central, and obviously everybody has this at least one wild card team coming from the AL East, I think the Athletics are better suited for the long run of a season than the Indians are. So that's my second wild card. Wow. No Indians at all in your playoffs. No Indians. Wow. That's Sorry bold. for that's a bold, That's a so bold much. prediction right there. I like that. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I stuck with the East as well, just like Jab. I took the, uh, I took the Yankees to win the AL East. So I took the Red Sox uh, to win a wild card. And I really like what the Rays did last year, too. I think a lot of people um, heading into the season might have forgotten that they won 90 games last year. 90 games. It wasn't enough to uh, to, to make a, a playoff berth. It was 18 games short of the AL East lead, unfortunately. But a uh, really solid season for the Tampa Bay Rays last year. And I think that, that they're going to be kind of right around uh, that, that total this year, which I think will be enough to grab another wild card spot. So... I took the Red Sox and the Rays. Jab, you and I are close. We just couldn't decide who's going to win this division. Yeah, I and mean, it's it could go either way. But do do you kind of believe? Do you, I mean you know a little bit more than me? But do can you name like five Rays? <laughs> no, but have you ever really? I mean, <laughs> isn't that kind of the way that the uh, that the Rays have been? All right, we'll go to the NL wild cards then. And I took uh, I stayed in the East in both of my both of my wild card picks. So I took the uh, Phillies and the Mets. As Ooh. my NL wild cards, I think that that race is going to be uh, really awesome. I, I was torn with the Brewers. The Brewers I have kind of just on the outside looking in, um, but I think that that race is going to be tight. I, I do think that that the uh, I, I understand the concerns with the Phillies. I do think it, it's maybe a better better roster than you guys are kind of kind of giving them credit for. I'm not sure that I'm ready to say that Harper is going to be a disaster there. Quite the opposite for me. I don't think he's going to be an MVP, but I think that he's going to hit very well there. Uh, I, I wonder if you know if a long-term deal there is what he wanted, if finding that comfort there is going to be a good thing. 
Although on the on the flip side, um, it'll be fun to watch him have to face the Nationals 19 times in a row. I don't think that team's good enough to uh, to edge out the Nats, but I do think that uh, that they are a, a real playoff team this year. So, and the Mets look solid as well. I, altogether, I, I really liked that division. Think I'm going to watch a lot of that division and think all three of those teams are going to be in the playoff race. Yep. What about you, Patrick? I actually Ooh, just changed one. You did. Uh, it's, I'm sad. I'm sad that I'm picking both of these teams because growing up, I disliked them so much, but they, they make the most sense. It's the Nationals in the East, which is, um, I mean, I, so like I said, it's a smart pick, man. You have Scherzer. You have hopefully a healthy Strasburg. I mean, even like having to face that guy a billion times a year, he's so talented. You just hope he stays healthy. Um, and the lineup, I mean, it's if, the, if Soto can – I agree with you, Zach. I don't think Soto gets much of a sophomore slump just because the guy has such an advanced eye at the plate. He's able to – I mean, his on-base percentage is over 400. Uh, he knows what to swing at, what not to swing at. I, I think they're still a really good team. And I had the Rockies in there until I remembered the Cardinals. And I think the Cardinals are – the Cardinals are getting back to looking like the Cardinals that won the Central every single year. Um, I'm a little bit worried about, like, is Carlos Martinez going to be healthy? But other than that, Jack Flaherty looked really good for them last year. I think Ozuna was dealing with a shoulder injury all of last year. I think you're going to see the Ozuna that they traded for instead of the Ozuna from last year. And you're going to see him and Carpenter and Goldschmidt, a healthy Paul DeYoung, like, there it's it's Goldschmidt man fits them so perfectly just because he's like the quietest superstar that nobody ever thinks about and he's gonna do the same thing in St. Louis I think it's the Nats and the cards and I will enjoy watching one of those teams lose a wild card game (laughs) (laughs) are there two guys that you can root for more than Goldschmidt and Carpenter just two guys that just kind of go out there and do it the right way. Just and Carpenter's nice got things. a great personality. Yeah. He's, he's the hot sauce thing. He, I, I like him, man. It's funny. Zach and I have completely switched. He loves the Nationals. I love the Cardinals now. It's a weird <laughs> How did that we, happen? I don't know how that happened. I'm taking the 1984 um, NL um, – championship series before they went to 58 teams to make the playoffs cubs and pods by the way by the way pods one and five steve garvey r.i.p just unbelievable three three run homer to beat off lee smith out there in the day 1984 for you gentlemen out there um I got the Cubs. I got the Pods. I actually think the Pods are going to be better than people think. I think the, I think Pakota has them around 80, 82, which is probably probably right if they get to that point because there's so many young guys. But how fun would that team be if they made a l- nice little run in that division, uh, push the Dodgers a little bit? And I know I'm, I'm going way homer here, but I, I just really, really like what they've done with it. And I think the Cubs, the Cubs could definitely win the division. I think it's Cubs. I think the Cubs Cardinals are going to be back to what they would be getting into in the last couple of years here. It's going to be fun going back and forth with. I really think Zach has really pointed it out perfectly. I think the Cubs are pissed. I really do. I think the Cubs are just salty that everybody forgot about them because they lost a wild card flipping game. You know what I mean? Like they just, oh well, the Cubs are out of it. They suck. All of a sudden, like no, they're pretty good. <laughs> they got plenty of money, and if they need to go out and get some people, they might be able to do it. So I'm gonna go Cubs and Pods there. So Jab, real quick. Uh, just recently on Twitter, there is some good news for your wild card pick, and that is that they are not going to deal with the service time. And Fernando Tatis Jr. has made the team absolutely be in that lineup opening day, which is awesome. Love this it. Well, Manny, it I just love it because Manny has to play third, too. Yeah, and this is because Manny was going to play short when he was going to be up there for arbitration wise. This also shows that the Padres are really, really serious about this too. 
this is the cool part of opening day, man. Like, it's it the new free agents, and this part has been kind of robbed from everybody the last however many years. Yep. Seeing a rookie team is awesome. I'm and excited to see that. And your boy Jimenez made the team, too, which we probably knew at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, that came across yeah. too. But, yeah, he, he's in the mix, too. So all these young guys that are, we've been talking about would be freaking fun to watch. And, Zach, they're going to be cheap on DraftKings. <laughs> I'm all about that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting those invites there, Jabby Burns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on. Oh, World Series matchup oh. and winner. Uh, Patrick is supposed to go first, but I think he's still he's still. I'm still thinking. You guys go. All right, so Jeb, <laughs> you're up first. Strohs over the Nats. Um, Nats are, well, which, which means the Nats are going to win a playoff series. Yeah, I actually, a couple. Then here, here here's something that we haven't really talked about. We talked about Scherzer. We talked about Strauss. I'm going to get your guys' opinion on this guy because I think the offense will be there. I think there's two guys that we're kind of not thinking about with the Nats on their offensive side. If Adam Eaton stays healthy, which I get it, he doesn't stay healthy. If he does. Him and Turner at the top of the lineup might be the two best guys in the top of the lineup, right? I get it. Harper's not there in the three-hole. If Soto can come close, right, and Robles becomes the player that Zach hopes he becomes. Rendon is a guy that people sleep on. Rendon is a fantastic player, right? Zimmerman's in the lineup. They, they, Matt Adams is killing the ball. Like They've got the depth on the team. My question to you guys is, I think the bullpen's okay, right? I don't think it's great. I think it's fine. I still think that they can go out there and add somebody at the deadline if they need to because I think that they got a nice little one-two lefty-righty going in there. Is Patrick Corbin the answer to get them to the World Series? I'm talking World Series. Ooh, man. Um, Great year last year, and he pitched in what was – I think Arizona is pretty much a pitcher's park and a, and a pretty good division, obviously, with the facing yeah. the Rockies and the Dodgers. And the Pods. I think he's really good. I, I, I do. I mean, he's he had a, a couple. I mean, I, I had him on my fantasy team last year. He's He had a couple ups and downs, but that slider is the real deal. So, yeah. I think. I mean, there's definitely an argument that, that that was the missing piece of he, he could be the third starter that gets them there. Yeah. yeah. So, I went, well, I, went, I went Astros over the Nats. I think as to the Astros, in my opinion, it's the Astros World Series to lose based on their roster, based on their everything, and based on the, the, the they can go out. And I always go to this thing here too when I do this. They have the prospects to go out and trade, and I'm talking prospects that are playing right now. They have 15 Tuckers that they could trade to another team and get somebody back. Right? They have enough guys in their system and guys that have already have some major league service that they could go out and get that piece that they might need. The bomb gardener, right? Like, or, or just saying, like somebody that they would need to just add to their team. And that's why I think that the Astros at this point will be kind of raising that trophy over their head. And hopefully, my boy Bregman grabs that truck. And rolls out. <laughs> so this means Jabby Burns is going to be going to the World Series this year because I know yeah, because that you're, the Nats. You're, you're always the Nats. at the Nats playoff games. Yeah. So thank you, Kevin Araki. <laughs> <laughs> I like that pick. Yeah, I like that. I, I I feel like the Nats are due to break out of this eventually. I just until they do, it's hard for me to to believe it. You know, um, you and I are on the same page though, Jab. In, in terms of the American League, I think the Astros are clearly the best team in baseball. Um, I, I don't know why I, I think that the, the Nationals are due to break out, but they're not going to when I have the Dodgers kind of due to break out and get there. I have the Astros beating the Dodgers in the World Series. Uh, I, I think that the Dodgers are – the depth that Patrick talk, talked about earlier with the Dodgers is 
just an amazing point. Um, and, you know, you really said it well, Jab, in, in the trade deadline and what you're able to do when you have that kind of depth. Um, even if you don't want to make those moves, that they're able to plug and play pretty much with anybody that, all year long. To me, on paper, I, I just have a hard time picking it over anybody over the Astros. Uh, you know, crazy things can happen in the playoffs. We saw it last year, but I just think that they're such a dominant force that it's going to be hard to uh, for, for anybody to end up on top of them. So. Uh, I've got Houston, which is which is uh, to me an encouraging sign, Jab, because the blueprint that the Orioles seem to be following is yes. that of the Houston Astros. So I'd like to see him win another one. Astro ball, baby. Mm-hmm. We all agree on the Astros. Uh, oh. They are. God, I can't wait to see who either over. They're though, really, really good. Uh, <laughs> Verlander, Cole at the top, obviously, is amazing. I told Jab I agree with you. Bregman has a shot at the MVP. I think Correa is hopefully, hopefully Correa is finally healthy. Yeah. And not not a lot of people, you know, recognize they stole they stole Michael Brantley away from the uh, from the Indians. Uh-huh. And he's just hits about three fifteen every year. Yep, two ninety, three hundred hitter, plays good defense. Um, hmm. I think they're there. Guriel. I gotta have fun. <laughs> let's go. I already Thank picked God. them to win the division. Let's, like, let's get weird. Just, let's get weird. Just stop there. That's no fun. Uh, I'm gonna take the Mets over the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can run this. We can run this one back next year when uh, <laughs> which will be great. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a similar blueprint to how they got there in 2015. It's it's really, really good starting pitching, and the Mets are Mets. The Mets are built for October, and that like if they get there, if things go right, you have a horse in Degrom who has not only pitched in the postseason but dominated in the postseason. Same with Syndergaard, and you're hoping Wheeler can kind of build on what he did in the second half of last season. I'll be honest, even as a Mets fan, I'm a little dubious on that. If he can, if Zach Wheeler can be the guy, something close to what Matt Harvey was. Then you're talking about a team. Once you get to October, like when they got to that, that October against the um, against the Cubs, they blew through the Cubs with pitching with those three guys. And the guy that I haven't mentioned is, and this is totally speculative. And if he gets healthy, there's a chance that they get a healthy Yohannes Cespedes back at midseason. And I think that's right around the time that he's getting back. So you add that to an offense with hopefully Cano and Conforto and a deep lineup, and my pick for NL Rookie of the Year. Um, and what I think is a good bullpen, and I, if I'm picking them to win the division, I'm certainly going to pick them to go to the World Series. <laughs> Might as well pick them to be my first team ever that I root for to win anything. So I'm going to pick the Mets or the Astros. Uh, I, I love it. I, I think it's great. Uh, I hope that the Mets do it. I hope that they get there. Uh, you know, I have... It's going to be good you for a and, podcast, the Mets podcast. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great for the Mets podcast that we do. It'd be, uh, it'd be good for you, Patrick. It'd be good. My brother-in-law's a huge Mets fan. Like, I got, I have a soft spot for him. Um, so, I'm rooting for you. I think you're crazy, but I'm rooting for you. So. I know. I know. But, I'll just listen to the first part. <laughs> Don't you think this should be his bold prediction? I feel like that's a pretty damn bold prediction. I think, I think that's it. Do you have a bold prediction you want to end on, Jeb? I mean, it was going to be that he took the Mets over the Astros in the World <laughs> Series, but I'm actually just going to go with a hack one because we've gone pretty long. The Nats are going to win a playoff series. That's a good one. 
That's a good one. Yeah, that is bold, actually, honestly. Yeah. Yes. That is, never happened. That's pretty bold. XMO fans for life will be that's, fired up. That's pretty bold. Uh, Orioles back-to-back uh, first overall picks. Ooh, I like that. Yep. Yep. You're looking at 2020. <laughs> Trust the process. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, all right. So there we have it. Patrick's got Mets over Astros. Jab's got uh, Astros over Nationals. And I took Astros over the Dodgers. So come back. I'm surprised you didn't have the Nats winning at all either, Zach. I, I've got them all the way there, right? But i got to no, see you don't. them in October. you don't. You have them actually just making the playoffs. You don't even have them winning a playoff Well, i got to see it first, man. i got to see it to believe it. Oh, I'll be there to see it, and I'll let you know. <laughs> I know you will be. You'll have awesome seats. You always do. Oh, it's always a good time. Uh, all right. So, Patrick, real quick. Um, I know that you're fired up on the Mets, right? What is your – I was going to say before we go, what is your one thing that you want to see uh, baseball-wise? I know they're talking about trying to speed up the game or whatever. Give me something, one thing that you want to see, and Zach, too. One thing you want to see in baseball this year. What What is something you want to see, whether it's somebody for a cycle, somebody – couple no hitters is there something that you're one player one thing one thing that you're just like excited to see for the season uh i'll kind of go back to our rookie of the year discussion i want to see vlad jr come up and just rake for like a month i want to see vlad jr come up and be like the best player in baseball for two weeks that's what i want like i want my i mean obviously i'm picking Jimenez to win rookie of the year i think there is a possibility that vlad jr comes up and he has dominated at every level I would love to see him come up and just destroy major league pitching for a couple weeks to a month. That would make me so happy. And it'd be so happy to see his dad pictures of him with his wife beater on too. I love (laughs) watching. And then they're going to show pictures of him hitting balls that were bouncing at the plate for homers. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. What do you got, Zach? You got anything? You got, you got any? Like, I like that. Up? I like. I, I, I'll probably go more broad overall, but kind of to piggyback on that, I, I just want to see uh, more young hitters have success. I know that you know, Jab. You kind of alluded to um, baseball with rule changes, speeding yeah. up the game, and all Jeez. that. I think they're really concerned about uh, the dominance that pitchers have had and strikeout totals. And to me, having a guy like Vlad come up, or or just any of the young hitters that we've talked about this whole podcast. Um, you know, come up and dominate, I think is, is more what baseball needs than actually trying to change rules to, to swing things back in their direction. I, I think baseball ebbs and flows that way. Um, you know, we, we grew up in an area in, an era uh, where, you know, it was, it was dominated by offense. Now, I mean, that's a whole nother discussion, but that was the era that we grew up watching. We've seen pitching dominate, so I'd like to see some of these young hitters come up and just rake this year and us not worry so much about, uh, you know, moving the mound back or having oh my God. having your relievers have to pitch to three guys or oh like any my of these God. other crazy things that, that they're worried about right now. Yeah, that, and I'm so glad you said that, and I'll end it with this. It's baseball. If you didn't like it when you first watched it or if you didn't like it, a couple times you watch it, you're just not going to like it. And it's okay. We're okay with that. Guess what? I hate lacrosse. And it's <laughs> super popular in Maryland. People love it. I don't get it. I'm a baseball guy. If you don't love baseball, don't watch. I'm okay with it. I don't care about ratings. I don't care about all the things. It's a great game. If you're in the outfield and you think it's slow, you don't like baseball. You should be backing up the guy at first base. You should be doing something. There's always something to do in baseball. And if you don't like it, it's fine. Listen, it is fine. Don't change 
the game because you want more eyeballs to it. The younger generation, if they don't want to play, we get it. It's fine. But there's enough people out there playing it. Don't change it. Don't move the mound back to 62. Okay? Just it, it's fine the way it is. Pitchers are really good. Hitters are really good, too. They'll catch up. That's all I would say. Yeah. It, ebb, it ebbs and flows. It's, yep. uh, that's, that's the way it goes. That's yep. what I like about it. You know, and if you don't like it, it's fine. I don't care. It's fine. (laughs) I'm guessing if you've listened to an hour and 45 minutes of this podcast, you like it. So yeah, uh, (laughs) chop it up. Listen to a half early, and then go back and listen to the other one, Chris Robinson. (laughs) So thank yes. So thank you everybody for for being with us Uh, eight years in a row, or whether whether it's your eighth year, whether it's your first year, we appreciate it. (laughs) We love this show so much. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Patrick Guthrie, Our- man, it's good to talk to you. It, it's so it good to talk to you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. This was a blast, guys. I'm happy we could do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Put Me the too. paddles to the podcast, and the Terps are going to go to the Final Four next year. That's my prediction. <laughs> oh, Another man, bold if, prediction. If Jalen Smith comes back, maybe. Sticks is coming back. Don't worry. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Javi Burns, good talking to you as well. You too, and it was great to see you, you big, tall dreamboat. <laughs> uh, I'm Zach Will. Thanks so much for listening to uh, Baltimore Sports today. Have a great day. Enjoy the MLB season. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>